The views expressed on the International Internet Strangers podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the United Kingdom, the United States, their respective societies for the prevention of cruelty to animals, or postal services. Hey there, beautiful babies. It is episode four of the International Internet Strangers podcast. Today you'll hear uh, Zen and I go through the last part of her first ever mixtape for me, Zen's Random Stuff. We do get sidetracked a fair little bit. I think you'll appreciate that. And I also think that you are going to walk away from this with a song that you, dear precious listener, are going to put on your own mixtapes for years to come. So enjoy this one, please. So like like I said, this mix, kind of falls into two modes loud and yelly or deeply danceable yeah um and we are we're moving from a a loud and yelly bit to not not the most deeply danceable track on the record but one of the notable ones i mean okay uh songs never get ahead by bobby Kong. kind of re-listening for this how that's that's kind of a sparse track as well yeah it's it hides it it's got the the dexies midnight runner sort of strings the kind of disco strings i know those aren't the same strings but i think they both describe <laughs> kind of what's what's happening there yeah um, i was thinking about those strings as we were listening to it just now and went off on a weird tangent that was completely wrong i was like oh that was kind of a thing in the kind of late nineties indie kind of, but no, it's just uh, like you say, it's it's more of a disco vibe, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Definitely. but but homemade disco, like it's not fully produced disco, and it's got the kind of oh the guitar. This time listening through it just now, I was like, oh, that's kind of uh, like ninety nine red balloons. Okay, like right before the, I think it's right before the chorus. You got that. Dink, dink, dink. Sure, yeah. Maybe. Uh, and then later on, let's see if I can hit the spot in the song. Later on, we find the strings doing something about it. It's very reminiscent. 
sounds like um it's that jackson five song want you back yes yeah 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 yeah, yeah. like I'm, I'm pretty sure it is it is just kind of playing want you back on the on the strings there that's so funny yeah because in my head i was like oh baby i was bound to let you go what song yep. is that yes it's yeah. that exact bit isn't it yep so a lovely little anti-capitalist sort of yeah, and I think that was probably just one that I'd seen on MTV and thought, that's fun. Yeah, it is It is that for sure. <laughs> uh, man. Yeah, and that's that's what it is. But again, quite danceable. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, yeah, I hadn't, hadn't heard of Bobby Kahn. I don't think I've heard of him in any other context. No, um, I mean, I, I looked him up for, for this recording and he's done loads of stuff but just not really on my radar he's an established musician (laughs) and uh apparently some some uh press releases that are are full of silly fictions that's that's what i was able to to come across but yeah it's it seems like he, he definitely had like his this whole thing going um, and I, you know, when I was younger, I figured like, oh, I just haven't come across, you know, what that group is like where Bobby Khan kind of fits in. Hmm. Um, do you know if the rest of it's kind of got like that dancey sort of vibe or, or what, what else any of, any of it is? Um, do you know what? I, I actually saw him at Reading Festival one year and I think it was all kind of that vibe that like breezy sort of kind of not comedy lyrics but but yeah clever or i don't know necessarily i don't know i don't know i mean this was 20 years ago sure (laughs) i just have vague recollections of uh being like oh i know this song i know this one song (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah that it just it's it's the sauciest number on the on the whole mix yeah um but yeah, that's that's what it is. Uh, ooh, now a hidden gem coming up next. Ah, uh, hmm. Also, kind of in a, a similar vein, it starts off here. Yeah. Thank you. 
was a long jam before the before the, the relevant bit hits in it. It's a good jam though. True fans will appreciate Brandon Boyd off the top of his head saying, my name is Mr. T and I'll rip your dick off with my ass. Yeah. Real fans. Wow. I mean, you know, I'm sure at the time I thought this was really clever and funny and creative, but listening back to it now, it's just like, why? Why would I include this? I don't think. <laughs> well, obviously it's the really No Scrubs bad. cover. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah. It's a great jam at the beginning too. Like it's a, it's very solid early Incubus sort of, yeah, improvisation. Yeah. But yeah, funk. that weird, weird little freestyle, and because you can hear Mike playing No Scrubs, yeah, when Brandon comes in, you can hear him playing the guitar for it when the Mister T bar starts, mm. and like I just picture him kind of looking over it, like, hey, no. <laughs> That, that song, the song that we do, not what yeah. are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's amazing. I could, when putting the playlist together for this, I could find so many versions of Incubus just doing no scrubs. There's acoustic, yeah. there's all these live ones. This, nowhere, not on YouTube. I, I guess I could technically have dug harder than I dug, but I ended up uploading it myself Yeah. Uh, for the, the YouTube because just putting Incubus doing no scrubs doesn't fill the role that <laughs> this you fills need the weird Mister T. Uh, yeah, well, especially coming after Bobby Khan. Yeah, know, it it does kind of pair with I say bite it off. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's it's danceable. It's it's <laughs> you know it's part of the flow of the of the mixtape. I think uh, if I'm if I'm kind of reviewing my. Uh my choices i would say that was a questionable choice but you know <laughs> given the fact that we met on the uh, incubus message board it seemed logical i suppose to have some reference to incubus on there. yeah and to go for a real rarity too yeah like you, you you're not going to meet someone on the incubus boards and then put pardon me on there you know <laughs> what God, what, what is a that faux <laughs> Uh, it, which is hilarious thinking about my first mix thinking ahead to why would you put the the popular single from <laughs> ooh why would you put wonderwall on there yeah, yeah i so <laughs> i i'm i'm a little harsh on myself for my my pre cuz i have actually reviewed that one a friend of mine was like hey we should do basically the same idea and i was like oh i've, I've done one of those before this is a uh, back in 2013 mm -hmm. and so i made her a copy of the first one from 2002 and wrote reviews of everything and that included like uh you know like this is kind of why the song's here and then a subsection on should i have <laughs> yeah well i think if we were doing that here 
it, it's a firm no from me. A firm no for the, yeah, but yeah. it does get points for being extremely rare. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Let's, let's roll on here. This is a, this is an ugly duckling journey to anywhere. Mm-hmm. Who can maneuver on troops and ladders to a make believe land? The Andy Man can. Freddie was keen, loaned me the mystery machine, so I promised him green for gasoline. Jinkies, I traveled by the gravel of Tobacco Road in a race to catch up with the place that time forgot. Took a low jack from Kojak and handicaps, handicap sticker, so I found a parking spot. I was greeted on arrival by drums of steel. A one-man band called Surreal. I asked him of law and regulation. He said it was up to me. This is no longer reality. And here I was truly free. All right. Nice, concise little clip of that one. Journey to Anywhere. That's packed to the brim with references. Yes. Um, yeah. And part of the... Like, I, I'm realizing stuff stuff's getting pumped full of, like, 90s references now. It's this cycle of oh, the creators are, are turning 30 kind of in, in their power. So I know Happy Days. I know, you know, all these Scooby-Doo. I guess Scooby-Doo is eternal, but like I know all these references because when I was a kid, the people in power were kids 30 years before. And, you, you know, you have to know Gilgan's Island. Man, I, I don't know why this has just reminded me. Um, when I worked at a pub... Um, I guess I would have been about 25 and this 18 year old girl got a job behind the bar and this guy walked in and he was really muscly and he had like a blonde bob, like a really severe bob up to his jaw. And I said to her, I was like, look, look, it's he man. (laughs) And she was like, he who? Oh, that was a real, ah, I'm getting older. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but now it, it's come back around that the kids who grew up on he-man are rebooting he-man for the netflix and exactly yeah and it's back in there uh yeah just for a song so full of references i'm very disappointed in the genius the rap genius community the annotations are far from complete ah, okay and I, I, I really should go in there myself and, and, and do my best so that I just, I just realized this, the, the only places I've really put annotations in, I know I put one on a Limp Biscuit song and then after Rip Taylor died like three, four years ago, I was like, I'm going to put in my Bloodhound Gang tape and they're also, you know, reference machines, mm. um, and so I was like, well, let's see what Genius has. Like, oh, they don't have any of these. And so I've got like four or five uh, annotations on the first <laughs> Bloodhound Gang album. Wow. I mean, you know, we, we all have our hobbies. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I could put that to better use with, uh, with Ugly Duckling. That's a, that's a fun little song. It's solid. Yeah. Um, it's like the way Black Eyed Peas on a eight were very much saying, Hey, we're not gangsters. Hey, we're, 
doing this different thing we're on this other level ugly duckling is kind of just doing it yeah totally uh is it this song is it another song from the album um no the the one that's like honey was offended by the pickup line Um, that would have been another one yeah yeah and yeah it's just like you can tell i mean obviously i know they're sort of telling a story with the lyrics but you know they're talking about this nerdy girl with a t-shirt with bert and ernie on it it's like they're really painting a picture that they are not like you know traditional kind of gangster rappers you know what i mean like but have an identity beyond being not that yeah 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 yeah. it's like they don't they don't need to say hey we're not this we can see they're not this yeah um and yeah i think this was another cd that i think i probably just liked the the album artwork and kind of liked the name of the band and gave it a punt and yeah it was a good one yeah, uh, 2001, it's the title track, uh, Journey to Anywhere. And yeah, the the whole, like that song really fit with the name of the group as well. It's like, mm. that feels like someone called Ugly Duckling would, right? Um, uh, Freddie was keen, loaned me the mystery machine, so I promised him green for gasoline. Yeah. And Jinkies. Jinkies, yeah. Bunch of Saturday morning stuff. I It's really really comprehensive there's stuff that goes beyond my recollect recollection and everything but yeah it's it's fun it's it's just fun and just like quite inoffensive i think and has a uh was it uh it's nothing but a g thing reference that i didn't get for until years later we down there got caught because our sneakers kept squeaking yeah yeah (laughs) yeah I like I didn't I didn't even notice didn't even clock that as a as a reference for a long time. Hmm. So yeah, that's a that's a fun one. That's a good track. I like that one. Anything else with Ugly Duckling? Uh, yeah, no, not not really. All right, it's a it's a very danceable home stretch. Yeah. Um. Okay, bumping up once again. Uh, controversial singers. You know, I was, Don't stop till you get enough. I was wondering, you know, if you could keep on because the force has got a lot of power and it, it makes me feel like it. It, it makes me feel like it. <laughs> classic isn't it it's 
that's the thing is it it bangs hard yeah it is kind of like listening to like these these last uh three songs or i guess four this so Bo- the bobby Kahn song never get ahead sounds like if you were trying to get don't stop till you get enough but mm. didn't have quincy jones <laughs> like you're just doing it at home doing the best you could you can't yeah. quite get there yeah yeah that's the kind of pots and pans in the kitchen yeah <laughs> version you know yeah like the, I these mean... are the musicians i know yeah but that's so the 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 inclusion of of don't stop till you get enough on a, a mixtape in 2001 or, mm. or 2002 whichever it was that's significant that was a a, a a time at which i had just brushed michael jackson aside i mean for like five years i had done that like well he's not putting out new music he's just a tabloid headline yeah um, yeah i mean let's not forget he was already controversial at that point he was yeah. uh people knew yeah yeah um, i remember fourth grade it'd be like 93 94 i remember the the first trial going on mm. and i mean and really career-wise musically music that was kind of it yeah, he had yeah. the the song from Free Willy after that, and then History I think came out after that, and I had Scream with with Janet, but nothing hit the way like nothing after Dangerous hit, no, the way Dangerous hit, no, and even I think even without the the controversy, nothing could hit like that because Dangerous was an okay album, but it came on the back of uh, Bad and. I mean, Dangerous uh, had some great songs on it, though. Yeah. Wasn't Leave Me Alone on Dangerous? Uh, was I it? I mean, that was one of my favorites when I was a kid. Yeah. yeah you know, it was in Moonwalker in, in the yeah. movie. That's that's where I first really heard it was in, in Moonwalker. Mm. But uh, but yeah, for to and, and early Michael Jackson, too, from Off the Wall. Uh, I remember, did somebody... One of my friends, I had a friend in, in elementary school, huge Michael Jackson fan. Mm. Um, and I was like, okay, like I, I get, and that's where I listened to Michael Jackson. I didn't really listen to it at home. Um, you know, and obviously MTV VH1, you, you, you're going to, you know, come across stuff. But I remember being a big fan of the music videos. Yeah. Because they're these big, obviously Thriller and uh, Billie Jean and Jam. Cause that had Michael Jordan and what's more early nineties than Michael Jackson and Michael Jordan could not have appealed to me more strongly. Yeah. Oh, um, totally. The videos were amazing. And yeah, we, we, we had a few uh, like VHS videos of, of Michael Jackson sort of video compilations. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would just watch as if it was a film You know, when I was a kid, sure. it was just, yeah. Yeah. But I, I remember like watching that sort of thing and then don't stop till you get enough feels like this outlier. Like as a kid, I was like, this one's different. These effects <laughs> aren't amazing. Boom. Yeah. But the song, man, that's. Yeah. And oh, and uh, what, what I was saying is to to present this song to somebody in the year 2001 or 2002, I was like, Oh yeah. You can still listen to that. It's harder <laughs> to say that now. 
yeah um, to say it's oh so yeah you tricky, can stop, it? It, and it's it's a big debate that we probably shouldn't get into now but the whole yeah. like you know when an artist or musician or actor or director does something abhorrent mm. do you then dismiss their entire body of work because of that yeah and uh i don't know i kind of flip-flop on on that debate but there's just something about michael jackson like especially the the older songs that just i just can't get them out of my system yeah they just yeah well and i man so when when michael died in in 2009 i was like oh yeah i guess he was still alive because i had already mourned michael jackson yeah. at that point i had gone through well he's not as an artist he's not bringing me anything anymore i don't expect him to i kind of made my my piece there and it was a chance to listen to you know actually listen to bad mm. instead of just the the singles that i already knew see i actually uh, had tickets to see him when oh, he died wow. <laughs> uh and that was pure nostalgia i mean i'd, yeah. I'd heard some of the recent stuff that he'd done and it was pretty bad yeah excuse the unintentional part but um it was pretty dangerous <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> it was off the wall um, <laughs> but yeah i i was i was quite sad that was <laughs> it's quite sad i never got to see him oh for sure yeah it, it's yeah i uh, with with film, when, when there's, you know, direct, a writer or director or whatever, and say a, a Roman Polanski, a Woody, Woody, uh, Woody Allen, Allen yeah, sure. almost impugned Woody Harrelson for a second. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's harder to, I mean, in some ways it's easier to push it out. Like, oh, Woody Allen, big monster, dump his movies. But there's a lot of other people involved there. There's, mm. um, and I, I, th I guess that really is something you can apply more to newer films coming out where, it turns out someone was not great, but you don't necessarily want to punish the whole whole crew and everything for it. But with with yeah. a musician, they're right up there. I mean, I, I guess we're inadvertently talking about cancel culture now, aren't we? That, I uh, suppose so. Yeah, hadn't really thought of it, thought of it that way, but yeah, you're right. I guess when it's a musician, it's like it's their voice. It's you know there's other people involved but mm. it's kind of harder to dismiss yeah mm. and i mean when it's a comedian that's that's all it is yeah there's yeah. there's nobody else up there so mm. it's it's hard to remember like oh i remember that oh that was a louis bit dang it that's that's tainted now it's mm. not even not necessarily like i don't know but i did when i started project sabrina the first two years so the the first niece her first one and second one and then the second niece's first one uh, they and maybe maybe one after that year after that they all had uh you know they all had a michael jackson song on there i was like well you, you got you got to know you little prince little bowie little tom petty little uh rolling stones led zeppelin beatles michael jackson it all kind of fit in there but then the documentary came out and i was like oh this is mm. this is gross i couldn't even watch part two no, of, I didn't. I, I only watched the first part. And I was just like, okay, I, okay, okay. I get it. I understand yeah. what you're saying. I don't need to see more. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not helping you professionally. 
you, you don't need to, I don't need to take that on. So since then it's, he's, he's been off the, the playlist. Yeah. It's, and maybe that's unfair because you, you know, Led Zeppelin's still on there. Well, that's it. I, I, <laughs> I briefly dated this guy. Um, <laughs> one of, one of the kind of, uh, what's the word? Deal breakers. Oh. was, uh, he sent me, he was like, oh, but you do realize that David Bowie, um, you know, abused young groupies when he was big in the seventies. Yeah. You, you do realize that, don't you? And it's like, well, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he did. I don't know. Yeah. And then like, he just kept sending me all these links to prove that he was right. It's like, okay. Okay. Yeah. Stop it it's, now. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. And, and, and I don't, I don't want to excuse behavior, but seventies rock star hedonism does feel a lot different mm. than than leaving Neverland. It, oh gosh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a, it's a different different thing altogether, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah. and I'm like, well, you know, Edgar Allan Poe married an underage cousin, and H.P. Lovecraft was a raging racist, and there's this still. Is it, man. And when you say that, you know, there's still valuable con uh, contributions to, to art and to society, but it leaked really far into a lot of those Lovecraft stories too. I guess if I didn't know to look for it, I wouldn't have found it. Yeah, I but... wasn't aware of that until I read Lovecraft Country. Um, I know they made a TV series of it as well, but... Yeah, it was a just... graphic novel or... Uh, no, or uh, regular? just a book, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's about like the you know a black protagonist who's a big sci-fi fan mm. who you know finds Lovecraft quite problematic and explains why. It's like, oh wow, yeah, yeah, I did not the, know that. You know, uh, stories about half breeds and uh, mm. folks coming in from the sea to take your women and yeah, it's also cool monsters that you can't describe without going crazy. Hmm. yeah i don't know i mean you know on the other hand when jk rowling turned out to be a mess of a human being i did get rid of all my harry potter stuff even though yeah. i used to love harry potter i was just like no i yeah. refuse to support you well, one of those where you sigh a, a, a big sigh of relief you didn't get the tattoo yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I know a lot of people who got Harry Potter tattoos. Uh, yeah. And I was just like, ooh. That's, uh, I, I can't remember if it was a recording we were using or like the test conversation, but honestly, RIP Joanna. Hmm. Poor, poor thing died right before Twitter <laughs> and just didn't have anything to say about her franchise after, after the last film came out. She just, that was it. That's the last we heard from her. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's yeah. imagine that that is the truth. <laughs> that's that's kind of where I'm sitting with with Harry Potter, honestly. Mm. I because I mean the whole and that's another one. The whole cast we yeah. talk about the movies. Daniel Radcliffe, uh, Emma Watson, and Thompson, but mostly Watson. I'm real bad at which Emma is is who, <laughs> but they they all, they're, they all seem great. Yeah, you know, and they're all affirming, and they're like, 
yeah, just, I don't know. I don't know what, what she's saying. I'm not with yeah. that, but so it's, it's hard. And it's, it was such a cultural juggernaut for so yeah. long. Yeah. And it meant so much to so many people. That's yeah. what I mean. I mean, it's, you, you can't just pretend, you can't pretend things don't exist anymore. Right. And I guess coming back full circle, that's kind of how I feel about Michael Jackson. He was a yeah. very bad person. He was a very troubled person, but the music still has a place in my life. Just like the Harry Potter stories. I still love them, but yeah. the person who wrote them can jump off a cliff. So Right. And if, <laughs> if nothing else, it gave us uh, a Patronus, which is a wonderful way to stop saying spirit animal. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so yeah, we talked a lot about the song. Don't stop till you get enough. Uh, oh my one of my um first memories of like hearing that song and saying oh no this is actually really good was the final episode of seinfeld okay before the final episode they had a clip show and there was uh, a section set to the superman theme okay and i was never a superman guy but i'm like oh this theme is great uh and then uh, a little section set to don't stop till you get enough like clips of everybody dancing and like no okay yeah. i get it so a lot of it, it helps me to hear a song out of context to kind of mm. get it. Um, like sometimes I'll get an album, uh, Silver Sun Pickups is a great example. Uh, I got their first album because Katie heard Lazy Eye on the radio and she's like, this is great. And she bought the album and she lent it to me and I was listening to it. Like I just couldn't find mm. a way in, you know, it's like uh, Sarah at the beginning of Labyrinth just going, <laughs> all in the same direction can't get it but then for my radio show uh my college radio show i i picked a song kind of at random little little lovers so polite and i just pulled that one out i was like okay i get this and then i was able to find my way into the to the rest of it yeah okay so the yeah we're still uh in the playlist we are still deeply danceable um this is a track i had no idea about but it fits so perfectly there coming after don't stop too good enough this is uh, starlight by the superman lovers thing where it lets us sit with it for for a while easing you in and doing a great job of it too honestly yeah guitars haven't even hit yet we're over a minute in expect too soon <laughs> Hitting post is what I did. Very uh, slaying the family stone. On the yeah. coming up. I, had, I hadn't thought about it just now. 
So that, that and and my you know more mature ear, I can hear that's a, a very two thousands disco tune. Oh it's, yeah, but but all I when I, when I first got this, all I heard was just like, oh, that's a straight disco tune, and that is, it, it's solid. Like I I, get, I came into this mix not expecting, uh, not expecting it to be so dancey. And definitely not expecting to a like reunite with early early Michael Jackson and then find this new uh, deep groove. <laughs> I mean, like you say, it was very of the time. Like you know, you had like Chemical Brothers and Fatboy Slim doing similar stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's got kind of a star guitar. Or, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, this was the kind of thing that was played on the radio and it was in the charts. And um, even though I was of that kind of age where I was rejecting things that were popular, yeah. I just I just thought it was really cool. And it went really well with uh, Don't Stop Till You Get Enough. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. It's Yeah, it's a great touch there. Uh, Have you seen the video for it? It's very strange. Yeah, I, I started watching that like two weeks ago, but it was too much for my desktop to handle to have YouTube playing, and I think iTunes was open and maybe something else, and so it crashed. And I didn't, I haven't gone back to it, but I was like, oh yeah, that's something else going on. <laughs> it's like this kind of proto CGI kind of puppet thing. Yeah. Um, this kind of weird potato head man and a little <laughs> rat. And I don't know. It's just, uh... Yeah, I'll yeah that that video. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll revisit it. I'll I'll post it um, as the as the show. But that yeah, that's just. I don't know anything else about the the group or. No. It's Superman lovers featuring someone. I think I saw. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's got that good bop, and it it does. Like I didn't really fully realize how it's hard sometimes in the moment to see how much it sounds like the moment Mm. oh Um, yeah totally but yeah looking back you can see there was definitely you know you you could do a mix of songs that are just like that from that period mm -hmm. quite easily or how Um, even like it it ties in with like it could go right after uh top loaders cover of uh dancing in the moonlight yeah like they're not the same sort of disco thing but they've got like the same idea in the production that just kind of feels like that turn of the century yeah i guess because it was like the millennium um there was quite a lot of 
kind of retro nostalgia going on and kind yeah. of coming into music a bit whether that was disco or funk or or even like the strokes and yeah totally the kind of garage rock thing yeah yeah trying to harken back to like you know led zeppelin and early rolling stones it, mm. it it was amazing to me because you think about meg white as a drummer and you think about john bonham as a drummer but how much on those first three white stripes albums there's like like not being that familiar with a lot of Led Zeppelin songs and not being that familiar with a lot of White Stripes songs and having a friend who loved both groups mm. and listened to a lot of burned CDs. I wasn't always sure, honestly. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. And then uh, Jack White went on to, to do that uh, documentary sort of interview movie with uh, Jimmy Page and the edge. Oh, I never saw that. That, yeah, it's called, it might get loud. Um, I don't know where it's it's streaming. You can definitely find clips of it on YouTube. Mm, yeah, I'll but it is. It's a great documentary because I didn't really think about the Edge as a guitarist so much as like, oh, part of the biggest rock band in the world. But I don't think of the guitar in U two songs. But you get to watch him build a track. Ah, cool. And like put all the effects together. So like he starts off playing just like ding 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 ding, but then you see him hit all the pedals and he does the same thing like oh well that's where the streets have no name uh, all yeah. of a sudden after layers and layers of effects and everything really... have you seen there's this little kid on instagram different social media channels uh, um who has perfect pitch ooh. and he is a child genius it's insane you you watch him listening to a song really intensely and then I think it's his dad who manages it for him. He like puts together a little, he rebuilds the songs from scratch and they're oh, just wow. perfect. I was listening to him do uh, Radiohead's Everything in Its Right Place the other day. Oh, Amazing. That's a, that's Amazing. a treat. Yeah. I, that's my, that might be my favorite Radiohead song. Yeah. It's, that's great. Yeah. I'll, I'll, right. Another thing to send you. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Well, we are we are running on. We've got one track left. I was like, we we can we can finish this out. We can we can make it. This more than any song, possibly on any mix from anyone, I have redistributed on on my own mixes. This is uh, this is Fish by Mister Scruff. Once again, I shall go and get the fishmonger to prepare the fish. Lovely, easy listening album closer. Strange nature documentary sounds. I expect you'd like to know about frogmen. Yeah. They live on fish and catch them by diving onto them from a great height. So, so perfectly weird. Yeah. Just top-notch album closer. Best, best you could expect. I, I love it. Yeah, I, I give, I give myself top marks for that. It's, uh, it's a fun tune. Like it does, it does actually get a bit more. Uh, it sounds more like a song as it goes. Eventually, on. yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, rather than but just when random. It does, 
it also sounds a bit less like a song all at once. Sure, just, yeah, yeah. It's it's great. Just, yeah. I was gonna say I'd have to wait for it because it's the end. But I listen on shuffle all the time, um, on my CD player. So maybe maybe not the case. But it's, I, yeah, no idea about Mr. Scruff. Again, I, I didn't bother to look in, into any of these, almost any of these artists after mm-hmm. after this mix. I just let them exist there. I kind of figured they might come to me the way yeah. white stripes did when i guess i at the drive-in kind of um i did have a summer of mars volta in 2017 where i was like i'm gonna finally genuinely get into the mars volta and i did i did successfully <laughs> uh, excellent yeah, yeah i think that's fair though that's uh you know mixtapes are by their nature they're just a little time capsule really aren't they so i think that's okay it's good all right well that's that's it that's zen's random stuff i didn't think we would get through it all today we we got on a good roll though i think um i i haven't got the soundboard with with little clips built the way i want it to but this next segment uh listener imagine Corey taylor screaming don't ever judge me we're going to have our final judgments. How do you, how do you think you did? Um, kind of uh, uh, your thoughts and then uh, an out of 10 mm. rating for Zen's Random Stuff, 2002. Okay. Well, I think the objective of the mix was to give you a greater insight into who I was at the time. And I think against that objective, I'd give it like an 8 out of 10. But in terms of... Uh, have those songs stood the test of time? I'm going to say that's a big no for a lot of them. <laughs> um, so I'd say that's more like a six. six. All right. Is, it, is that our, our final score? Six out of 10? That's what I'm going for. Okay. All right. But first effort, you know, Yeah. again, 16 years old. It's not going to, not always going to age well. Unless you're the band Incubus, in which case that's the only music you'll ever make of any substance. <laughs> I I listened to Morning View this uh, last week, but we don't have time for it. I'll save my thoughts. <laughs> um, all right. Any anything you want to plug? Uh, anything coming up? <laughs> Just or folks can follow you on Twitter and and Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Twitter. I'm at xen. Um, and that's that's about it, really. <laughs> All right, uh, Kipper's Instagram, maybe. Yeah, Kipper's more interesting than me. My dog. You can follow her at Kipper Kingsley. Uh, all right, I'm uh, on basically everything. I'm Goatboy72. Um, if you want to be Pokemon Go friends with me, I am Two Goats72 because I was late to the game. Um, if you would like to play Song Pop Two against me. I am Goathead Enterprises, uh, and if you want to challenge me to Sporkle quizzes, I am once again Goatboy72. These are all the little time-wasting computer, most of the little time-wasting computer games. I'll have more to share on other episodes. Uh, you can always follow the show uh, on Twitter and Instagram. We're uh, IIS Pod. Um, we're on Facebook too. Internet, international internet strangers, uh, you should be able to find us. Honestly, if you're listening to this now. I sent you an invite to like the page, probably. 
Um, and then uh, if you have anything longer than a, a post, you can always email us at uh, internetstrangerspod at gmail.com. Um, okay, so we still don't have a sign-off. I've, I've got a, a little list of other podcast sign-offs that uh, we're going to do. This one, uh, Zen, requires a little bit of uh, participation. Okay. Uh, Oh, uh, the f first episode, the, the, the closing was from uh, The Dork Forest with Jackie Cation. Great podcast. I figure I'll give a little credit um, if I'm going to rip these off. A great podcast. She has people on talks about things that they're into, whether it's uh, horror movies or vice presidents. Uh, was actually a really good episode. There was an episode where somebody basically ended up retelling the, the plot of Gone with the Wind and I did tear up at a couple of moments. Wow. So great podcast. That was the last <laughs> uh, episode. Uh, this is from uh, You Made It Weird with Pete Holmes. Uh, great, uh, ostensibly comedy podcast. Talk about a lot of meaning of life sort of stuff. Very ends up being very philosophical, sometimes incredibly silly. Uh, but we always end the podcast uh, with the guest saying, keep it crispy. It doesn't mean anything. Uh, you can say it, you can not, uh, however you want to do it. Keep it crispy. Keep it crispy. <laughs> <laughs> All right.